Sad robot about to burn its own battery out. That's, Ryan Doss. That is so perfect for the Smashing Pumpkins. Guys, we're the, the, the chartographers. That is like the epitome of what their fans would do with that bit. Yeah. So we're the chartographers. Uh, this so is the happy bad. hour mini so and in case you haven't heard already, we're very much into the happy hour part of it. Uh, guys, uh, we just went ahead and we ranked uh, the entire Smashing Pumpkins discography from worst to best, and it was an epic journey with lots of debates, and I'm really glad it happened. I feel defeated. You should. You should. Your number one was yes. chosen. It was, yeah. it was horrible. Well, my number ten wasn't. Er, well, you're, you're saying chosen. your I am one wasn't chosen. I feel like we we shot down Will a couple times. Yeah. I know. I felt bad, but his opinions were wrong, so I you know I had to. Zeitgeist <laughs> is an excellent album. Yeah. Wait, did you just say that out loud in front of humans? It was better than the other two. <laughs> better than Melancholy. Guys, so listen, it's me, Evan Soddy. It's the co-creator, Taryn O'Reilly. Hey. It's special guest, Will Swick, and less so special guest, Ryan Doss. I'm sorry. <laughs> Fuck you, too. I love you, too, Darcy. Uh, anyway, yeah, we just oh. went ahead. We ranked uh, the entire Smashing Puppies and Scography, worst to best. And guys, we're going to start at the Happy Hour Mini. So this is, again, we ranked it, so we're just going to kind of free We rank it. What? Re-rank it? Yes, in Will's personal order. Well, Ryan has a list ready, but here's the important thing we're going to do. First thing, Adore Ryan, is the best album! Ryan literally <laughs> checked his list during the podcast. Multiple times. smacked it out of his <laughs> But we didn't, because we love Ryan. I I'm happy that you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I was being covert. Yeah, you, God no, I know. Apparently it's quite <laughs> obvious when I pick up my phone. Exactly. So, guys, we're going to do the first thing we start with every half hour mini episode with, with guys... What is the worst Smashing Pumpkins song? And here's the thing. I asked this question, and off the top of my head, I don't have an immediate idea. See, that's the thing, is that, like, say what you will about Billy Corgan, he doesn't let terrible songs Well, except Pomp and Circumstances off of Zeitgeist. For the most part. Sometimes it's like, ugh, maybe you should have kept this one It might be Pomp and Circumstances. But it's never like... Egregious. It's usually just like, oh, this is kind of cheesy. Also, even later though, on, or just like it just doesn't the, do it for the you. The first one that got like a negative reaction from me was uh, Doomsday Clock, and that's because it starts off. It starts off zeitgeist so abruptly, where I'm like, Jesus Christ! Like, just See, calm I, down. Looking <laughs> honestly, for for me, zeitgeist, I I enjoy like probably the first half. Is it great? No, none of it's really like great, but it, I. Doomsday Clock. Uh, for I, me, it does it like it, it's a good hard rock song. My other two candidates are uh, Blank Page off of Adore, which is just sappy sadness. Yeah. Uh, and also, even though I love the album, uh, We Only Come Out at Night is kind of a downer for me. We only come out at night. That's his. That is his. That's his Rocky most, Raccoon moment. Most annoying. I was yeah. about to say that's his McCartney moment. Yeah. For no, sure. absolutely. Because again, like Farewell and Goodnight, lovely, and just that everyone's doing vocals mm-hmm. and it's sweet. I don't know. Yeah. I I don't hate We Only Come Out at Night. We it's only come out like, at night. As the follow up to XYU, <laughs> is it a good choice? Maybe not. Yeah. But maybe it gives I you whiplash. I do. I mean, it's it's fine. It's not great, but it's. It's. That's it's the thing weird. is that I don't. I, there's nothing here that I really like. My uh, my sister had uh, done a um, in high school. She did a production of Midsummer Night's Dream, and they actually used a bunch of songs off Melancholy, 
and huh. We Only Come Out at Night was used in that, mm-hmm. in that whenever I hear that song, that's what I think of. Can it's we not see- necessarily a bad, like, memory. It's like, it's a good memory, but... I can't wait to I see Puck of. come out and do Where Boys Fear to Tread. That's going to be a treat for the whole audience. <laughs> Not the whole Ooh, that actually would, <laughs> have, yeah. would that have been terrible. That wouldn't that have would been work terrible somehow. in the production I was in. Will, what, uh, what's your pick? You can use B-sides, too. We don't have to do album tracks, though. Take your pick. Yeah, which song? Yeah, did say Tiberius. Get it over with. You bastard. I mean, you son of in that bitch. line of thought, I, I would if I say, could remember what it sounds like. I would maybe say Run to Me. Forgotten Country? Off of Run to Me. Yeah. That was kind of at the same time Run that. Run to Me. <laughs> I don't, like, there's there's something about um, oh, choruses in certain songs that when they have to repeat a line over and over again, where I'm like, I got it. Okay. Yeah, cool. no, no, why no, no, are you still yeah. repeating that's, this goddamn line? That's, that's what totally. I've, that's yeah. how all of these last well, 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 that's what I found with Tear Guns, Tear Guns to Kaleidoscope. He would just repeat the same lines yeah. over and over yeah. and over again. Except Tom. This is a song from my son. This Tom is a song from my son. That's this what is a song for his son. I like Tom Tom. I don't know. It's like some of them are just repetitive. That's, I that's I felt that way too, and that's what made me think of. of like lesser rock bands, like yeah. when I said Decemberus and Arctic Monkeys. As, like, as much as I like those bands, they're definitely not on the same songwriting level as like Melancholy and Siamese Dream. I, but I liked Monuments to a Dream though because it was kind of like an abbreviated album where I'm like, every single album that they put out before was well over fifty minutes. Mm-hmm. This was thirty. I'm like, oh, it's a little appetizer. It kind of, it, Honestly, in the scheme of Pumpkins albums, it kind of feels like an EP. Yeah. Yeah, and I kind of like that yeah. part of it, too. Okay, so can we talk about the big issue, though? The one that's defining all of us? How? F- and listen, I, I know it might be controversial to some, but Jesus Christ, one is a fucking amazing album. I'm just going to put that out there. I love it's, it a lot. I it's love a it lot a better lot. than the solo album that he did. Future yeah. Embrace? Yeah. I, for me, rough. if, like... Not that we ever would have, but if we had included Zwan per se, it's honestly, not canon. it's not canon. <laughs> no, no. But like in a in an AU where it was canon. Yeah. Um, AU God. T- I know what it means. Right? I, would, oh. I, I would have at the I very least. I, I I mean it probably it would have been above Monuments. Yeah. Because it, it's yeah. the same vibe, but it's a better record. Oh, yeah. better than Oceania. And yeah, I think it's better than Oceania too. Better than Adore. And I'm still proud of that sticker on my. Is iPod. it better than a door though? Yeah, it's still it's, again. It's I, Billy be being fair, optimistic. I knew we weren't talking about it, so I didn't listen to it very much. Oh, I love but, it. It's like I feel like yeah. again. It's Billy being optimistic, and I feel like he got chided a lot for that. And I don't really care because I'm like Billy optimistic. He writes great fucking pop hooks. He does a song called "Baby Let's Rock," and it's like, do it, Billy. You do you, babe. And that's like I didn't totally, love that one. That's fine. Uh, but then he also does a 13 minute song called uh, "Eye of the Morning." I uh, did like that one. Yeah, this like. That like, and that's good. a 30 minute song that actually works yeah. and builds and it's like shit son uh yeah also let me do briefly need to talk about the okay so there's this documentary called if it all goes wrong about what that time between uh Which after billy does. broke up the band and then he reformed in 2007 <laughs> it did go wrong. oh yes. my god because he's just like i'm gonna be like kind of a kind of a dylan-esque songwriter type person you sounded vaguely british there for a second i feel like billy can almost <laughs> do that but uh, he then, I'm oh gonna, my fucking! That is a terrible Billy Corgan. I know, I don't <laughs> but this is what this is about. This is exactly what I but want. Holy <laughs> shit! Okay, so there's one. He wrote a whole bunch of songs when he did their Asheville residency before they went to the Fillmore, uh, and he just like I just I'm just gonna write a bunch of songs that I feel inspired by, and 
oh my god. There's one song where he talks about his, quote, Indonesian indecision, and then his Byzantine romantic dreams, or whatever the fuck oh, it was. Oh god, yeah. yeah. No, and that just, was And, terrible. like, they, they do, and the thing is, I'll give credit, the documentary did some nice things where, like, it kind of showed kind of that side, like, they interviewed fans, like, I can't wait to see your 1979, or one fan who fucking lied said, I can't wait for to see them perform stars, and I'm like, fuck you, you're not a real Pumpkins fan. You know that. But then, but then <laughs> That's a TV channel, yeah, but give me a break. <laughs> but then also, they're just like, it's like, yeah, a lot, you could really tell they were written on the same day. You know, they weren't really fleshed out. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> He's that like, is correct. Yeah, they literally said, you know, usually it takes at least a couple days for a song to develop, and you could tell that hadn't happened yet. And, and I was like, I, yeah, exactly. I That's... love what Evan just said. There was like, yeah, you can tell these songs were written on the same day. He's like, I wrote this. I wrote this in like an hour. I'm just going to play it out. Yeah. And do it real quick. Yeah. Well, at one point he orders a Bob Dylan style neck harmonica thing, and then wears it, and, <laughs> and starts then doing plays it. a couple songs with it. And thank God none of that got. Like, and then on, around that time, they also did really a non-album bad. track called uh, "Gossamer," a 37-minute rock jam that they closed their show with as a way to kind of. Well, I think officially, like the first couple times they did it, it was like 28 minutes, and then they did it at this last show, and because that the 37 that's not minutes. as right. indulgent, right? right. And exactly, <laughs> but it literally, like the big part of it that they showed us at least was this, essentially it's them going up the scales. It's like and they do that like six times in a row and you're like Billy this is not interesting and literally anyone can do this and then there's someone in the very back who's like you're just learning scales it was why are you but that was also the same one where he talked where he tried to put down James E. Haas like yeah he didn't really write it and that's why I don't want to play Soma or Mayonnaise or that's sorry, yeah. old subject, but I remembered the the pumpkins track that made me the angriest mm-hmm. was off of Pisces Iscariot. It's called Starla. It's eleven minutes long, and the first six minutes are like great, and then he just does the like, then the the ending is basically just it's just scales again, but like the full chords and they sustain each note for longer, but and then he just does the like. <laughs> Thing oh, for like five minutes, yeah. <laughs> but that also has <laughs> their the uh, cover of Landslide, which I actually really like. I like this cover of Landslide. That like really hurt my. <laughs> <laughs> Take a break. Yeah. Take a break. <laughs> oh, man. Will, what's your favorite obscure piece of uh, Smashing Pumpkins uh, album? CD, single, whatever thing that you own. B-side? Is or that the whatever. phrase you're looking for? Yeah, yeah. Or like, I mean, he could own Swan, he could own the Jimmy Chamberlain Complex, he could own a James Eha album or a Melissa Oftermar album. Or, you I know. do not. You do not? Okay, yeah. fantastic. Super into that Batman but... and Robin song. <laughs> <laughs> Which they use no. better during the soundtrack too. Beginning the of the end of the beginning of the end? I don't know what it's called. I think the... Did the, they do Gotham the B-side City? was beginning of the end of the beginning. Something like I think. that. <laughs> yeah, that great Batman and Robin soundtrack. Let's not forget that was a that was a classic for the ages. Never, Side never note: forget. the Batman Forever soundtrack, Flaming Lips were on that one. That was awesome. I dug that. That was pretty cool. Really? Yeah, they did Bad Days. That was when they went to uh, Edward, you know, Edward Nigma's apartment. And then your bad days will end. It's very Beach Boys harmony. You, kind of uh, you just blew my mind there a little bit. Exactly. Remember when? Remember during time. Machina um, when they did the Stand Inside Your Love video and Billy's like, "All right, everyone, we're gonna be all wearing dresses." How does that sound? And they all wore these black dresses. Yeah. That happened. What happened? <laughs> it's, not, it's not just the dresses in that video. It's the whole Machina time period where he was wearing the tunic. Yeah. And all that stuff. 
Why did that happen? I, I honestly think that he was trying to have his like like his India moment. <laughs> he was gonna. Like, he would pray to Kabbalah was his white album moment, uh-huh. and like, I I definitely saw a couple times in his career. I was like, oh, you so wish you were John Lennon. You yeah, really wish yeah. you had been you, like. His ego is so big that it's to the point where I'm like, you wish you had been born before John Lennon, so that could have been you. Yeah, he does a in couple a weird of those, way. He yeah. still weird... kind of gets like his wish, though. I mean, yeah, he is actually he is kind of treated in that level, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. But Will, didn't you actually get the future embrace? I did. Yeah. Yes, I got walk, this one. Walk, embrace, walk so. us through the future embrace, just real quick. You know, I <laughs> listened to it <laughs> and cried a little bit. And then I just gave up on it. That sounds about yeah, right, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. he basically so can... is like, I'm going to be New Order. You're not New Order, Billy. I'm going to be New Order. What does that even mean, anyways? Like, it, yeah. New Order. Yeah. Like, you're trying to do something different. I get it. But, like, stop. Just, yeah. Just stop. More Swan! Well, members yeah. Juan, they had different iterations. There's going to be like Dejali's Juan, which was going to be the acoustic Juan, and there was going to be all yeah. these other things. And then he's like, David Pahu is an asshole. I'm not going to. I'm not going to do it. That was he totally can incorporate his into his tea room. Juan was his. Was he was trying to do like, like the post, Beatles like movement. It's totally fine. Peace and love. Kind of I I think he could have continued with that if he wanted to. You know, well, because he, he's Billy Corgan, he kind of did. <laughs> After no, but like he kind of went back yeah. to it. Guys, what's the best Smashing Pumpkins music video? Tonight, tonight. I mean, it's such an easy one to go that to. Was, but well, God, but it's also so good. it's it's not only is it great, but it's I watch Tonight Tonight, and I think about like how many music videos I saw after that that were that exact same aesthetic. Yeah. Like, uh, a couple bands in 2005, like, built their careers off of they, that shit. They did the same sort of video as Disarm, I think. Well, Disarm was just them, shots of them in black and white over crane shots of an old house. Yeah, but it was kind of like a grainy, like, yeah. video. Yeah, they like, yeah, let it make! I can, I can see that. So it was, like a, it was like, it was just like in the silent film yeah. aesthetic. Where yeah. Almost. Because yeah. it's black and white, yeah. I know, all films that are black and white are silent films. I mean, like, but they were also... It was kind of like a silent film mm-hmm. with a song over it. I just want to give Ryan No, but... Um, Ryan, do your... But, but, but do your Billy Corgan impression. Tonight was... Uh, you've already heard... I want to hear it again. Yeah, do another one. Do another one. <laughs> the killer of me is the killer of you! That's actually not bad! I gotta be honest. That's pretty good. Will, do yours. No, this is gonna be great. You only come out. You have to. You You can can take some time to prep yourself. Yeah, I gotta gotta pick a song. We're gonna expect one from you. I actually pixel like a lyric for this. The last time I did it was really rough. My name is Billy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not gonna sing a lyric. The thing is, that's not how he talks, nor is that how he sings on Gish. That is That's an affectation he developed later. Right, because even like. He doesn't last, have to sound like that. At the farewell show, they gave out like their early samples. Yeah, of his the, voice. their first show they ever did at the Metro. Right, the last the show was show. at right, the Metro, was, which right. was in like 1989. Oh, or right, yeah. and it was like a normal deep voice. Then all of a sudden, at some point, he decided that's not working. And I want to be high and, so, and annoying. And it's so funny because that influenced like so much music after yeah. that. Well, Billy Corgan, give he, credit like, where he didn't have to. You know what though? Like, thank. Thank fuck people didn't try and, like, imitate him. 
like they did with like Pearl Jam because Pearl Jam Pearl went through like a whole different Pearl level. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just weird. Like, thank fuck no technique. one tried to to imitate Billy Corgan because that would well, have been Corgan, super. Rough. He was one of those great people, and we've done podcasts on like Madonna, other people, people that don't have necessarily great voices. I would say his voices. Fine, I wouldn't call yeah, it great, but he great. he played to that strength really well. He knows exactly well. how to use it. Yes, his voice and agree agree or disagree with me if you want. I don't I don't care, but it it's in a weird way, kind of like the guy from Sugar Ross, where it's just like you no, just have so. you just have a thing. You just have a thing you do, and you could be saying gibberish, which you are. You are saying gibberish. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what you say. It's just it's just an instrument that you're using. You could be saying, like, mayonnaise is the best ever. <laughs> and it's like, I don't care what you say. Like, if you're saying I it can't right believe with... it's not butter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all commercials. It's all no. commercials. He, he never uh, became a jingle songwriter, isn't that? Weird? But, like, I, I listen to the music because of the, the guitars. I love, like, the, the style that they have. And I... The voice is recognizable, but I... I honestly don't give a shit what he's saying. Mm-hmm. And it's the same with Cigarettes, where I'm like, I really like the band, and it doesn't matter. He's like, you, Harold Cartman. I mean, it doesn't fucking matter. I don't know if he's doing a Cigarettes imitation or Ryan's just drunk. I don't know. Speaking a language. No, 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 no. A made up language. He's not. A made up language. He's not. It's made up. It's called Hopelandish. Like, right. They're Finnish or Icelandic? Icelandic. Yeah. Like York, or yeah. whatever. There's a couple songs, like maybe here and there, that where they're actually speaking the language, but most often than not, it's just gibberish. He's like, <laughs> "All right, Will, we've given you several minutes of preparation time. Oh, yeah. I want to. I it. can't wait." Ah! Everyone. It sounds more like Gollum than Billy Corgan. <laughs> which is not too a, far apart. Which is still about right. Right. <laughs> because I feel like I feel like when Billy is talking about his music, he's like, <laughs> well, you lost it. I know, but I loved it so much. That I was thank great. you for doing that. Well, because also keep in mind, Billy Corgan, like again, he said before Siamese Stream, he said he was going to break up the band unless it was the biggest band of all time. But then after Melancholy, they got a Grammy nomination for Album of the Year. They got MTV Video Music Award nominations for Tonight Tonight. Like they got everything. Which we all know how much MTV Music Video Awards amounts to. Listen. You don't know. DNCE are the greatest band that have ever come out of all time. They're not. It's fine. Taryn's sad. I'm judging every single comment that you are making right I now. I know. I know you love Joe Jonas. Who's your favorite Jonas brother? Ryan. <laughs> A dead one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. The one now Nick suddenly I'm on an FBI watch list. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I mean, the FBI is like, well, you know, maybe we'll give him that. That's fine. Uh, yeah. Have you guys had? Have you, either of you seen the Pumpkins live? Yes. Yeah. Oh no, my mine was their farewell tour in two thousand. That was yes. the first and only time. Same tour. First and only. I saw them at the United Center and the Metro. Yep. Uh, I didn't see them at the Metro. Wait, I saw were you at the, the last United show? Center. The last show. Yeah. You were at the last I show. I was at the last show. 
What? That's awesome. How come I never knew this? That's why I texted you. Well, I, I didn't text you the Smashing Pumpkins post, the po Pumpkins poster from the Metro. Right. But I was at the you, Metro on Wednesday one. and yeah. I sent you the Zwan one. Exactly. But, but you I, were at the final Pumpkin show. Yeah. Wait. Well, okay, hold on. Wait. This changes everything I know. <laughs> everything about. changes. All right, so, because I, I remember the last show, it was a four this and a half. This is from the Metro. Shut up. Uh, it wasn't four yeah, and a half hours that they yeah. did that show? Right. Yeah. And they had, like, a girl come out on stage with a different cue card of, like, act one, act oh, two, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Ella wrestling. And I remember that he also wore, he was still wearing uh, the dress. He, he had the silver dress thing at the yeah. time, I think too. he, like, wore a black one or a white one, and they switched to the silver. He had the costume end. changes. Yeah. Right. So walk us through it. Was it what was your favorite moments, least favorite moments, or was it just all awesome? It was all pretty awesome. The thing that really stood out was, like, towards the end, um, people, I don't know, they either got confused or started to get tired. And, like, after one of the, after, like, it'll, the official acts, you know, there's always the... Encore. Encores. Yeah. Like, they, he either took a long time or people just didn't want to stay, but people left. Like, half the people left. But then, like, the rest of us were like, okay, come on, let's let's hear some more. And then he finally comes back out and plays Silver Fuck for, like, an hour. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just nuts. He, it was like, it was like, I don't know, everything he could possibly think of and thrown in to, like, a whole big mix. Like almost like this passage. I could just league. imagine like him with the band behind the stage. You'd be like, "All right, I don't have anything to do. Let's <laughs> just do silver fuck." But if you feel like a chord feels like you can extend that out for ten minutes, just do it. Right. Well, again, that's kind of like what we saw when he started doing Gossamer on stage. With yeah, Gossamer thing. is clearly. No one asked for this. So also, I have and, and I, people definitely like. There's footage of like people walking out. Like they just watched an hour and a half of like actual music, and now yeah. they're gonna maybe stay for Gossamer. Oh, yeah. Also, um, they I have I have over there. I have the uh, five disc, uh, the deluxe of. Uh, uh, melancholy, and in it there is a decoupage set as well. So in case you want to go so ahead, I want to be crafty when I, I know. listen to this album. Exactly. I just in case you want to decoupage <laughs> anything together, which I'm like, that is about right, Billy Corgan. That is about right. Now let's also not forget when he broke up the Pumpkins. He broke up the Pumpkins. It was very controversial. It was just like, oh, they're leaving, whatever. I thought what they did with Machina 2, sending the finals out to fans and being like, put it on the internet, was actually pretty cool. Taron yeah. actually got me a much higher quality version of it because I got it around the time when it came out, which is not great quality. But the other thing that I thought was interesting was, though, a couple interviews he did after he talked about who broke up the Smashing Pumpkins. And according to Billy Corgan... No, Ryan, <laughs> oh. for the love of God, this is like your creed joke you, all Darcy. over again. Call <laughs> <laughs> me. Remember, she left you the band. You were like so upset when we said that you were the Darcy. Also, let's not forget, Darcy, she left the band, to, and I'm not making this up, even though it sounds like I made this up, to she study. She went some shit. No, she, went to, she went to study acting with Mickey Rooney. That is a thing that she did. So Never nothing... mind. Darcy, you're dead to me. <laughs> Mickey Rooney? Really? Anywho, but uh, Gorgon said, Corgan said that, uh, or the Gorgon, the Corgan. Uh, Dem Demi Corgan. <laughs> the, de the Demi Corgan. The Demi Corgan. The Demi Corgan. Go back to the upside down. Put hair on. Um, <laughs> Put hair on. Yeah. He said that James Ehaw broke up the band, too. He said that he was a maniacal. I'm like, you never let I'm him sorry. have a fucking I'm sorry. voice. Did he actually use the word maniacal about James Ehaw? No. I'm, I don't oh, okay. But, like, legitimately, I think he said that, like, he was just asking for... I mean, like, James Ehaw, he put out a solo album of, like, bright, sunshiny, acoustic, like, yeah. California pop. It's like, 
that's completely different, you know. And he had some songwriting credits on Machina too. Like he was of a different cast, but he wasn't. It wasn't necessarily like George Harrison being kept in the Beatles, like the secret songwriter on the side. Jamie ha- James E. Haas. Fine, but like, I don't think he broke up the band, Billy. You've made it pretty clear you're the fucking band, which is why you reformed the band with just the drummer and a whole bunch of fill-ins, including a female bassist and an Asian guitarist. So let's just pump the brakes, yeah, then, Billy. That was, that was a little rough. And when I, some... I was like, oh, you like literally found replacements. Yeah. You didn't just hire new people. You found. We're gonna keep a female yeah. bassist. Apparently, we're gonna keep a. One Asian, Asian guitarist, Jeff Schroeder, he is the only remaining member of the band who plays with Billy now. Like yeah. Jimmy kind of maybe is in, but, but not when, really. When did he start with? He them? started in 2007, yeah. and he's well, the he... only other credited musician aside from Tommy Lee on Monuments to Analogy. Yeah. Let me not include Tommy Lee on this. <laughs> it makes me very uncomfortable. Kind of makes me feel like I'm getting like an STD from hearing his name. <laughs> so, remember, so, remember when Motley Crue, they did their last tour recently, they did a contract including about how they were not going to legally tour. the simplest tour, right? Well, they, 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 apparently they actually had a roller coaster rig lined up for Tommy Lee's drum set oh, where right. he legitimately was like on there and he like went up above the crowd and like went got upside down upside and like down. all these other things and on the final show of their entire tour as a band, he got stuck while it was upside down. Like they couldn't, <laughs> so they had to like, they took an hour break to get him out of the rig. Like a yeah, roller coaster really at Six fun, Flags, yeah. he got stuck upside down and had to have a fucking cherry picker pick him off, right? Yeah. That's what happened. Any other last pumpkin thoughts, moments, any soundtrack, any romantic soundtracks um, they provided for your life? Speaking of uh, the roller Farewell coasters. Tour, oh, yeah. uh, as I had said, though, was um, Ava Adore, despite the fact that I'm not that big of a fan of that album, that song was amazing. Did they add live. rock guitars to it, or like? Yeah. Yeah. No, they had guitars to it. It was amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. I really like that song. Anyway, I know it's super goth. It's a good yeah. song. Yeah. Will. And you are Krasica. <laughs> I said everything I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should just go like one at a time. Billy Corgan impression. No, I'm not doing that again. He's, and Nelson, Will, <laughs> Will brought done. up a lot of things. Dude, do we hear yours? My, my what? No, Your I didn't hear impression? I feel oh, like I it did was like earlier. A Will didn't hear your impression. I did a half second in the first Yeah, we definitely need to hear your full Billy Corgan impression. Gotta try with this. You gotta mean it. Always. Tonight. <laughs> tonight. Tonight. That's really not bad either. I'll give credit to that. Will's is still my favorite though, by like a, a legitical mile. What I love about the impression though is that it's like you have to make it as whiny as possible. <laughs> tonight, tonight. Like if it doesn't hurt a little, you're not doing it. Yeah, wrong. right. Like I don't know how you live, Billy Corgan, doing right, it. It's like, not burning your throat does, like you're smoking. How you're does not he doing still it have right. a voice? I don't know exactly. Especially after touring like he does. It's permanent. Now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I assume he vapes. Ooh. I would believe. <laughs> so that, Maybe. Be, that right. being said, guys, thank you so much for listening uh, to this podcast. We really appreciate it. Uh, I want to thank our guests. I want to thank Ryan. I want to thank Will. Thank you guys so much for coming and sharing your pumpkins knowledge with us this whole time. Lack thereof. Taryn, I don't know anything about thank you as always. I, I, you definitely have the better impression out of the two of us. So let's be real, because <laughs> mine is just kind of nah. It's just like you know words and sounds. That is about what I just did. <laughs> I mean, let's be real, actually. And in the meantime, <laughs> listeners, thank you for listening. 
Uh, comment on the Facebook. We want to hear your stories and moments. We uh, definitely like us on the iTunes and the Intune and the whatever the fuck we're on. I don't care. Uh, thank the you so internet. much. We appreciate it. The interwebs is what we do. Find us on the web. Uh, by the way, we're releasing a secret podcast of all the outtakes and b-sides that we recorded during this time. Uh, separately, <laughs> it's called the Chartographers 2. And we hosted it on a whole different side. Oh, uh, yeah. you guys, We're going to sell it to our we're best fans. We're going to call it Judas <laughs> <laughs> uh, Guys, thank you so much for listening. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Bye.